I uh, was reading something today. I've been uh, just going through the Bible and started all over again reading the Bible all the way through. And uh, man, I just fell in love just reading the Bible. But uh, in Acts chapter 16, Acts chapter 16, I'm going to read verse 16. Acts 16 and verse 16. I'm ta- I want to talk to you about the servant being a servant God. And it came to pass as we went to pray, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they called Paul and Silas and drew them in the marketplace under the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrate went off the, rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailers to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you would help us to understand how important it is to be a disciple of yours or just somebody that wants to put forth your name and teach people everywhere we go and every people we see about you. We're your servants. We want to be used to you. And Lord, there's dangers in this life of doing so. But greater is he is in us than he is in the world. And I pray, dear God, you give us strength day by day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was studying this today, and I got a real blessing out of it. Notice, first of all, verse 17 says, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. First of all, notice, these words were spoken by a demon-possessed girl. Now, still in spite of her condition, though, she spoke the truth. Now, this is very important. Part. I uh, was talking to a man one day about all of the Bible is the Word of God. He said, no, it's not. The devil spoke in the Bible. It's recorded where the devil spoke. I said, I don't care what you say. God seemed fit to record it in His Word. And it's the Word of God. God allowed Him to be used in the Word of God. So every bit of it is the Word of God. And so, the first thing I want you to see here, these were spoken by a demon-possessed girl, but yet uh, she spoke the truth. Now, verse 18, if you look at it, and this did she many days. 
But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out at the same hour. Now the point here is this. Even the demon knew full well that Paul and Silas and Luke were the servants of God who were preaching the gospel. Another point here is this. In this day of grace which we live in today, many people deny the deity of Christ and the authority of the gospel of Christ. But the devil sure don't. If you'll notice, they know who Jesus is and what the gospel is. And what we'll do when the what it'll do when it's preached to lost souls. Turn women to Mark chapter set five. Mark chapter five. Just back up a little bit to Mark chapter five. I want to read you a little bit. Beginning in uh, verse uh, seven. Well let's just begin in verse one. And they came over into the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stone. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice, and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. And he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou clean spirit. In verse 9, And he asked him, What is thy name? And the answer said, My name is Legion, for we are many. Now when you read that story, it makes my hair stand up sometime on end sometime because I know even the demons know who I am. And I'm a servant of God. And by the way, the Bible says I'm a servant of the Most High God. They know you also if you are a servant of God. They also know who Jesus is. He's God in flesh. He's the power of the gospel. Two things here. The evil spirit testified to the deity of Christ. Number two, the evil spirit testified to the fact that Paul and Silas were servants of God. Now this also tells us some things about being a servant of God. God uses men and not angels as his servants. Now, what this damsel said, these men are the servants of the Most High God. Dr. D.L. Moody, I was reading a piece by him, he said he once said, I believe that if an angel were to wing his way from earth to heaven and were to say that there was one poor soul needing a Savior, and if God were to ask who among the angels were willing to come down to this earth and live here for 50 years, and lead that one person to Jesus Christ, every angel in heaven would volunteer to go. Now, but don't get me wrong, God has a ministry for angels. They serve Him in His immediate presence and wait for His ever bidding. Angels also includes caring for and protecting God's children. Uh, Psalms 91 verse 11. 
For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Hebrews 1 verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? That's us. Amen. So we know angels are ministering spirits. And it concerns this matter of salvation and telling other people about the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we've been saved and to serve in the way the Lord wants us to serve Him. God has chosen us for this purpose. God's plan is the whole world should hear the way of salvation and know how to be saved through us. Angels could do this if God wished, but in truth they are not qualified because they have never known a fallen world like me and you have. They could not speak from personal experiences of the amazing grace of God for saving sinners into salvation like you and I do. God's plan is you and I are to tell others. We may be one to lead somebody to the Lord that nobody else can lead to the Lord. Second lesson here is to be God's servant is a great privilege and a great responsibility. Notice this damsel did not say these men are the servants of God, but she said these men are the servants of the Most High God. The emphasis is on our high calling and the responsibility of it. What a privilege to be called a servant of the Most High God. Second Corinthians 5 verse 20 emphasizes this great responsibility. Now then we are ambassadors of Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ did. Be you reconciled to God. Which means we are representatives of the King of Glory in a foreign land. Now, think of this. If you're a daddy in a home, the Lord has placed you there for Christ's sake. If you're a mother and have children, God has placed you there for Christ's sake. If you're a Christian in a shop or in a job or doing a job someplace, God has placed you there in Christ's stead. What a privilege and what a responsibility. I've had people, many, many people say to me, well, I'm saved by grace. I'll live like I want to live now. Because I know I'm going to heaven because I'm saved by grace. But you don't understand. Those kind of people that say those kind of remarks don't understand that God has placed you in this world. He saved your soul for a purpose. And that purpose is to lead other people to save in faith in Christ Jesus. And that's our responsibility. Think of this. If you and I were the only ones that were the servants of the Most High God, how many people would hear the gospel of salvation? And how many people would be saved if, there, if we were the only ones in the world telling them about the Lord Jesus Christ? In this verse, we also find that the service task is to show men and women God's way of salvation. Now I want you to look at two verses, please. And this is very important. Because I, I get made fun of or get talked to quite a bit about uh, the King James Bible and other versions of the Bible and, and so on. And I have took the King James Bible and every other version of the Bible that can be written out there, I think I've got listed out on the salvation message of how they teach differently. And you change one word in the Bible, you can change the whole meaning of the verse. And that's what they do. And I want you to watch something. And it came to verse 16. Verse 16 and verse 17 of Acts chapter 16. 
And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought her master much gain but suicide. The same followed Paul in us, and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Now that's important. Now I, so another thing I've had asked me over and over, uh, how come so many denominations? Which is right? Well, there ain't but one way to go to heaven. That's what you got to remember. It's not a matter of the denominations. It's the way. And the only way to get to heaven is through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the damsel was right when she said the way. Notice, please, she did not say a way. She said, uh, she did not say some way. She was right when she said the way of salvation simply because only one way of salvation. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter, he shall be saved. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is salvation any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Our job as servants involves one thing then, to show men, women, boys, and girls the way of salvation. To do that effectively and successfully, it involves three things. Number one, finding the needy soul. Before anyone can preach salvation, they must be us present. Notice that. And someone to hear Someone to tell it to. I've often said I come in here sometimes to pray. And I come down here to order myself. Nobody else in the building. A lot of times I used to come up here and just read my Bible. And I looked out there nobody in here but me. What good is it to preach to pews? Ain't a pew in here I've seen yet, God say. And what I'm trying to say is our job is to find that lost soul and tell them about Jesus. Our lost loved ones, our lost neighbors, our companions at work or play. And then the second requirement is, if we show people God's way of salvation, we must stick to the Word of God. That's the way of salvation. Stick to the old King James Bible. Don't use a detorted version of God's Word. Don't change something. You know how to get people to miss... Uh, uh, confused it's like uh, Brother Rolf preaching one time I never will forget him making this statement he said we used to in olden days you could tell people to all stand please and let's read in unison and everybody would read the Bible as he would read it out of their Bible all at the same time he said try that now he should go in church and here's the American Stand Version, here's the, all these other kind of versions, and here's the King, you get up with the King James Version and you start reading it and somebody starts reading it and it doesn't sound the same. It ain't the same. They've changed. You can't do that anymore. And it, it, what I'm saying is, don't get people confused. If you start using different versions and different uh, things to say about God... <laughs> <laughs> you confuse people and the first thing they want to say is which is right and I've had so many people say which is right the Baptist or the Methodist or the Church of God or the Catholic which is right none of them it had nothing to do with the denomination 
It has to do with the Word of God. If they're preaching the Bible, then it's right. Amen. That's how you that's how you determine what church to go to. That's how you determine what preachers to sit under. That's how you determine everything you do when it comes to Christianity. Do they conform to the Word of God? Not the Word of God conform to them. It's the other way around. Do they conform to the Word of God? The Word of God does not change. The Word of God is the Word of God. So to be the right kind of servant of God, then you can't confuse people. You can't tell them a half a dozen different versions of the Bible. And the second requirement is, so we've got to show them the Word of God and stick to the Bible, the Word of God. The third requirement to be a servant and show people God's salvation, we must live a consistent Christian-like life. The word show. Look at verse 17 with me. Verse 17. And these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Now, how how do you show people the way of salvation? Of course, first thing is the Word of God. But you also show people uh, the way of salvation by the way you dress, by the way you talk, by where you go. Everything that you live on the face of this earth, people will listen to you until you show uh, you are a servant of God, and they, then they will listen to you. But they will not listen to you when you deteriorate from the Word of God and start doing your own thing and living your own way and not the way God says to be. Did you know there's a verse that me and my wife has tried to live by all these years, and uh, of course everybody slips up now and then, but the the Word of God says, sustained from the very presence of evil. Sustain, stay away from it, from the very presence of evil. Don't go near it, because there's a reason for that. If you get near it, somebody's going to associate you with it. I don't care what it is. If, it, if you name anything you want to, if you go near it, listen. I'm saved by the grace of God. I tell people this all the time. I can do whatever I want to. I am saved by the grace of God. I'm going to heaven by Jesus. I'm not going by me. So I know I'm going to heaven, all right? But I do not do things because I want to show people the way of salvation. And I guarantee it's like this friend of mine years ago asked me, I, I said, if I come in your house with a Bible under my arm, cigarette hanging out of my mouth and a Budweiser in my hand and I tell you I want to come tell you about the Lord Jesus Christ I said to him what would you think of me he said I think you were a fool now I didn't tell him that he come up with that he think I was a nut well I would too anybody do the same thing and so what I'm saying is if you're going to show somebody the way of salvation you got to live it amen Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I'm so glad I'm saved tonight. And I know that I cannot show people the right way of salvation if I don't hold myself into subjection. Everything I say, everything I do, everywhere I go, and I pray to God you'll help us. We need help because lust of the flesh, lust of the world, and pride of life is our enemy. And I pray to God help us to overcome it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you so much for being here tonight.